me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. This week on DC On Screen, Miller and Morrison take on The Flash, Variety goofs and thinks Ben Affleck is still Batman. What? James Gunn wields power in both houses. Will his Suicide Squad be a total reboot? Also, if Captain Marvel listened to Nirvana in the 90s, what should Bruce Wayne be jamming to? All that and more after this. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because Geico gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail biter. Nope. The Geico team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. Geico is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Geico. Great service without all the drama. <laughs> Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 534. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, the man who once demanded that a Walmart cashier call him Miss Kitty, Jason Goss. I was wearing a special outfit. It was a weird time for you. And it felt right. I... I'm not going to tell you it was wrong to binge gun smoke, but... Don't shame me. I'll watch what I want to watch. Time. <laughs> anyway, I, All I, right, did, well, I did get over it, so... Yeah, you did it. You, you got over it, and I'm, I'm proud of you. Little identity crisis there, but mm-hmm. um, we made it through. Do you, do you actually remember when we, on a whim, decided... Wait a second. We have an Xbox. They're making awesome Batman games that we haven't played yet. Let's go get this. I do. I do remember that. Yeah. And we were working uh, just really screwed up hours at the time. So for us, it was like one in the morning and we're like, let's go do this thing as though it was 630 PM on a regular day. Uh huh. And we pulled up to the Walmart in Roebuck and a tiny woman outside said, we're closed. And I said, come again. She said, we're closed, but you're Walmart. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. She said, mm-hmm. no, we close, we close at 12 o'clock now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, f- I felt betrayed. But I think I remember, I think I actually asked her, because of all the stealing, she's like, mm-hmm, okay. I don't know what it is about Walmart in the wee hours of the morning. People feel like they can just pickpocket stuff. See what's happening here, folks, is we don't have a lot of news, so Jason's already chasing squirrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember fondly pulling away thinking, why did they leave? Like, people show up at Walmart angry when it's not, like, it, it's, it's, it's a crutch in a way. Like, you forgot something, you really need it, it's 1230 at night, you show up at Walmart. Like, baby's mm-hmm. crying or something, you know, you and it's and you show up and you have every expectation that that is a twenty four store, and they put this woman who was about four foot two in charge of telling people that that was not an option. I thought that may end poorly. Yeah, and that was the same way it was uh, in in Montgomery some years ago. I uh, was visiting my my folks and and decided to go to the Walmart, and uh, it was about I don't know. 11 o'clock, 10.30, something like that. And I walked out and there's like, you know, a lady about five foot tall. And she just bellows out at me. We close, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to climb a fence and get in. It was, 
All I did was pull up. Uh, all right. Um, is there another one that's open? We're close, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> see, I remember now. Actually, that one was uh, that one was very helpful because we kind of said, "Well, is there anywhere else we can go?" And she said, "Yeah, the the one in Eastwood's still open. Thank you very much." And we went and we purchased the Batman game and we played until the wee hours of the morning. Indeed. See, Dave, chasing squirrels is fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we need to jump into some news, but before we do, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we do have a Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive content, like our Captain Marvel review, Jason's pull list. Uh, you just uh, reviewed Justice League number eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And I'll uh, throw something else up uh, soon, and uh, we might be doing a little something after after the show tonight. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, get to the news. Patreon.com slash DC on screen, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I did want to mention that. Uh, I, well, I believe we're contractually uh, obliged to at this juncture, aren't we? Yes. Um, we do have a new patron. Hi. Erich Leeper. Mm. Thank you, man. He has uh, joined the, the mighty be all end all tier, $5 a month. Thank you so much. And... Uh, it's another one of those cats I've never heard from, but um, apparently, as if you've listened to the last episode, you know that there's a phrase for this now. Uh, Mr. Leaper uh, evidently uh, sits back in the cut. Yeah? Where'd we put that in? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm trying to remember where... where, where uh, oh, wait. I'm trying to remember how that was phrased. Well, well, one of our other patrons, Andy Holsey, said that he sits back in the cut, so he doesn't really talk to us. He just sits back in the cut. Oh, that's right. That's right. If you'll recall, that's right. I remember. I remembered how how uh, how much I didn't understand the phrase. I just mm-hmm. didn't remember what it was representing anymore. So okay, I got mm-hmm. you. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, onto some news. No surprise here. Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Sujihara has stepped down. Good riddance on every level. Every level. Um. <laughs> Warner Brothers uh, released this internal statement. It is in the best interest of Warner Media, Warner Brothers, our employees, and our partners for Kevin to step down as chairman and CEO of Warner Brothers. Kevin has contributed greatly to the studio's success over the past 25 years, and for that we thank him. Kevin acknowledges that his mistakes are inconsistent with the company's leadership expectations and could impact the company's ability to execute going forward. All right. They've uh, yet to name a successor. Just give it to Jeff Johns. Oh, that would cause a riot. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That would be way worse than almost any other suggestion. It, it, for me, it would still be the right one, but it, it would be uh, oh divisive to say the least. Well, this is CEO of Warner Brothers, not anyone over DC. I honestly don't think Jeff Johns would be uh, qualified for the role, honestly. But um, yeah, the uh, the moral of the story is. Um, don't get people under your employ to uh, give your pickle a tickle. Right. Uh, Onward and upward. As I've, I've, as I've said many times before, and will continue to say to future generations, keep that thing where it's wanted. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, part of me does wish she was just uh, leaving under normal routine, you're bad at your job circumstances, for, uh, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is... Uh, you know, this is a shitty thing that happened in general, so obviously I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are going to be people that uh, kind of talk about it in a way that's going to be just shitty, and that that's going to annoy me in general. So, other than that, like I said, good riddance all the way across. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Now, uh, here's not a good, read- a good riddance situation. The Hollywood reporter, Boris Kitt, uh, is reporting that Ezra Miller, uh, his... According to rumors that he's heard, Ezra Miller's contract is up in May. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's saying that Ezra is writing a version of the Flash script with Grant Morrison in hopes to stay on as the character. Apparently, there was some big creative clash that Miller had with John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who's been working on the project since January of 2018. Uh, they have a lighthearted approach, and uh, Ezra Miller wants a darker take. So look, WB has hired Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison to write a version. I've seen a lot of people 
say that you know we we should probably be rooting for the Daly and Goldstein take, even if it means losing Ezra Miller. DC uh, wants to go into a lighter direction, but I don't think Warner Brothers would have hired Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison to write a version if they weren't at least interested in what they have to have to pull out. Yeah. I mean, technically, they have to hire him in order for him to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's not true. I mean, he can he can do it on spec, but for him to for them to bring Grant Morrison in, that's still that's not like a hail mary exactly. That's still some faith in the project, and and bringing in Grant Morrison in particular is it's a big gun. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've I've seen a lot of people say that Grant Morrison has no business writing this movie because he doesn't really have any movie credits uh, to his name. But I don't look, I don't care. That man is a storyteller. Yeah, he's a storyteller. And I'll say this. Several years ago, um, I applied for a position at a radio station writing commercial ads. Mm-hmm. I recall. Um, a man, uh, one of the higher ups called me. And explained to me that I, he looked at my resume and said, uh, well, look, I've, I've looked at a lot of your writing samples. You don't have any experience writing ads. I said, well, I'm, I know I can do it. He says, look, we'll send you a couple of, a couple of um, our old sponsors, a couple of the ads. I want you to rewrite those ads in your style. And he gave, he gave me 24 hours to do it. Mm-hmm. I sent back uh, something in two hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, I looked up templates, like a good radio uh, ad template online, and uh, cranked it out. And he called me back immediately and says, you have an interview. You're good. I was offered a job. Now, there were some strange things that went along with that job, and the pay was terrible. It so was, I turned it, it down. It was um, indentured servanthood when he looked at the contract. It was not workable. but mm-hmm. It wasn't workable. But my point is, Your if, point, you, if I could if The transition in the format off, for Grant Morrison should not be that difficult. If I could pull that off, Grant Morrison, writing God that he is, mm-hmm. yeah. should be able to open a copy of Final Draft and select the uh, screenplay option <laughs> and go to work. And hit, Yeah. <laughs> he might already happen to have that copy. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty popular over there. That he, We know he can write a story. And he does. We've mm-hmm. uh, I've said several times. Sometimes I get bored by his stuff because it's a little. It's so weird. I I can't latch onto something. Like it gets unrelatably mm-hmm. weird. I just based on what Ezra has been selling, like saying recently, it feels like Ezra wants to build this story that will kind of encompass and some of his verbiage. It sounds like he wants to a little bit fix some of the continuity errors that are going to be maybe in there due to all the recasting and repositioning. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he's trying to build something that they can um, build that into just because he's, he's kind of talked a big game about like, no man, it's flash. We can fix so much stuff. And, um, I, I, well, I haven't heard him say anything about fixing anything, but what I've taken away from Ezra Miller is that he has a real passion for the character and he, he, he has a real love for it. And he knows a lot about the flash and you know, the mythology surrounding him. So I, I think if if WB and maybe look maybe they are they hired Miller and Morrison just so they could say they tried to work it out. Possible. It's only uh, only cost them like low six figures to just say we spent some money on it, fold it into the budget for another movie, and move on with their day. Yeah, or maybe they're they you know thought it might be worth worth it to give them some money to write a take just to make it seemed to Miller that they were trying to make it work out so that he won't leave the project. Because at this point, if Ezra Miller leaves as the flash, I mean, it's already got a lot of negative press. Like another person leaving a, a major role is going to be a pain in the ass to say. Yeah, the least. It, it won't be well received. Let's, let's say that. And he was not one of the things that people didn't enjoy in justice. League. I mean, he, if his character might be one of the parts that came out, uh, I don't know. Came out looking even even shinier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of problems with. Uh, I mean, there were problems with the Justice League, and there were tons of problems if you ask certain people. Um, but yeah, he he looked pretty good in it. I don't know. I think they want to keep him. Uh, they keep working with him. He he is invested in the character, like you said. Uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison's a big deal, man. I don't care how you do this, how you slice it, how you spin it. Grant Morrison's a big name. I agree, and he's there's got a lot of fan clout behind him. Yeah, there's something to bringing him in. Because, I mean, you could have brought in anybody and just said, well, we gave it another shot, and we gave Ezra a shot to write it himself, and it just wasn't what we wanted to do. 
Yeah, I mean, if, and if Ezra's not on board, I can't blame him for 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 walking away either. So, well, for the same reason, ultimately, we can't blame Ben for walking away. Is he signed up for something that's not happening anymore? Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming Warner Brothers either. If they want to go a different direction, and that's what they're you know winning with right now, well, all right. I mean, it sucks that you can't. Like, I'm of the opinion you could do lighthearted and dark at the same time. Yeah, I think you can play in both sandboxes. But, um, and hopefully that's what we'll get here is some sort of uh, collaboration between Miller, Morrison, Daly, and Goldstein. Yeah, at the very least it'll say that in the credits when they're done. I like Daly and Goldstein myself. I, I, I like them. I like Miller and, and, and Morrison. I love Grant Morrison. Uh, you know, in as much as, uh, even if I won't like it at the end of the day, I will at least give give it a shot. I'll go, oh, oh I- Grant Morrison, Okay. No matter what comes out of those two's collaboration, uh, I would pay, <laughs> I would pay real money just to read the script that Miller and, <laughs> and Morrison come up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, Grant I, Morrison is. You know, there's those free script sites online that just that uh, you know where a script gets put into public rotation at some point because nobody cares and they just toss it out there. I hope at the very least, I hope it ends up on one of those sites one day and I will eat it up. Oh yeah, because. Doesn't it feel like in the writing process, like in the room, it feels like like it, Miller would just kind of sit there and and say like just ramble almost like scatterbrain style, kind of like he is. I mean, he's he's a bit of a squirrel himself, you know, and and just mm-hmm. kind of at the same time say everything he's been thinking he wants he wants this character to be and do and feel and and show, and then Grant would just kind of calmly sit there and nod his head and go, okay, well, there's a way to do that, and <laughs> do this weird cosmic thing that fucking works for no reason. And, Absolutely. and like op- opens up a whole another dimension to this DCU that you hadn't even considered before because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. I, like I said before, man, the dude's entire brain is yes and. I, it'll be fascinating. Whatever they come up with, it'll be fascinating. I, I hope we get a chance to at least read it. Right. All right. So, um, I you know I don't think it's not it's not doom and gloom just yet. You know, I a lot of people are are kind of at the very least on Twitter and Facebook saying that, you know, Warner Brothers can't get their crap together. Nope, this is them having their crap together. This yeah. is exactly what that looks like. Like, they're looking into it. Give them a minute. Yeah. And I, granted, Flash has had a lot of minutes. I get it. But it's mm-hmm. it's still, like, until they get the ball rolling and there's real pre-production, we still don't know what they're doing. And they've changed their game plan so many times that this movie that was always a couple movies away has been affected deeply by all of those changes. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard. It's hard to mount a movie where they keep saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, the uh, universe is completely different now." But they, you know what? They have a a popular Flash series. We don't need a Flash movie. We just don't. Like I understand this is a thing that people want. It's the thing that I want. I but want. you know what else I want? I want Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. I want Ambush Bug. I I want all <laughs> I want sorts that of Lobo things movie they we aren't talked making. about a while back. It, yeah, I want that Lobo movie. <laughs> I want the the, the Spielberg. Uh, what was it Blackhawks? Oh, the Spielberg Blackhawks movie. Oh, no man, one's talked I'd about for a year. A spoon. Yep, I'd be all about that. So yeah, there's there's, um, a, there's like forty different movies in production right now, all all pertaining to the content that we talk about, and it's all well in development anyway. No, sorry, in development. That's what I meant. Um, <laughs> different word. Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, uh, any 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 one of them may rise to the surface and and be the next thing. That's I mean, I mean, a year and a half ago, Birds of Prey was a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. It was, it was one of the, it was a rumor. It was a may happen. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what rises to the surface. But um, I think a lot of people freaked out just because they saw the word dark in that description. Mm-hmm. And I know it's part of our track record that we're not necessarily opposed to the dark at all. And no, in we're fact, not. Embraced a lot of the aspects of the dark stuff that we were given. But um, I, I don't think that's the worst thing for Barry Allen movie. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people who were saying, you know, like, oh, yeah, because Darker worked before. The Flash is not a dark character. Um, I mean, I'll fully grant you that lighthearted, lighthearted, mostly lighthearted, but still, you know, heartfelt Aquaman earned all the money. But the ones before mm-hmm. it only earned like 200 million less or so. It, they they still earned a lot of money. Yeah, and I'm going to point out that uh, there's a lot of darkness in the Flash. Like, as the character, a yeah. Lot. Yeah. Like his mom was murdered in front of him by reverse flash and his dad took the fall. And look, in this universe alone, when we really get to meet that guy for the first time, he's sitting alone in like a makeshift lair with 45 different monitors around the city. 
one of them showing Rick and Morty for no good reason. That dude had troubles. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. me there's not a dark story behind that guy. So, yeah. Um, anyone saying that the Flash can't be dark? Kiss my ass. You don't know what you're talking about. He sure can be. I understand if you enjoy lighter versions. But, again, uh, Flash has been around for, what, 65-something years? I forget his uh, origin, since, but it's... Well, Barry has been around since uh, 56. 56? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of time. There's been some dark and By shit. the way, if Ezra Miller does walk away, again, character's been around since 56. Way bigger than any actor. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't mean the end of anything. DC Films is doing just fine. Aquaman's killing it. Shazam is about to kill it. Uh, tracking has increased. Um, yeah. Over on Shazam and uh, Birds of Prey is coming. We got Wonder Woman 1984 that's coming. We've got Joker. We've got Matt Reeves' Batman. Whatever that turns out to be. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fret over the Flash just yet. Oh, wait, bottom, bottom line, this could be really cool. Don't freak out. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing that people have been freaking out about, and I, I wouldn't have even mentioned it other than the fact that everyone's freaking out. And guess what? It comes to us from Variety by a Daniel Nissen. Yeah. Um, Daniel Nissen writes uh, a, an article called Ben Affleck's Action Star Evolution in 10 Movies from Dazed and Confused to Triple Frontier. And he's listing a bunch of different movies. And he gets to Batman v Superman. And this is what's got people freaking out. The, the description for the Batman v Superman segment says, With Batman v Superman, Affleck got his second chance to suit up and fight crime, but this time around in the DC Universe. Unlike with Daredevil, the actor had the opportunity to reprise his role as the iconic superhero returning as Batman in Suicide Squad and Justice League. Affleck will be portray the Dark Knight once again in the announced Justice League sequel. Who wrote Everyone's that? kind of uh, exact, huh? Who wrote that? Daniel Nissen, whoever that is. I'll reply. I'll repeat that last. Did you say that wrong, or was there an actual error in it? No, there is an error, and it's still there. Affleck will be portray the Dark Knight once again in the announced Justice League sequel. All right. So I, I'm not hanging my hat on anything with a typo and uh, that opens with awkward phrasing. Absolutely. And um, it's not happening. There no. are sources out there who say that, I mean, to be honest, there are sources out there who are saying, yes, there is a possibility if he wants to come back, it is being left open because, as we'll talk about in a little bit, it looks like the Batman, Matt Reeves movie, is going to take place in the 90s. Okay. All right. You remember what Affleck said over in BVS, 20 years in Gotham. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. All right. Let's do let's do Captain Marvel and Gotham. 95. Let's do a little Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine there. Whatever. They can both have nine um, t-shirts. I'll be happier happier than ever. Actually, no, oh, oh, no. Give uh give him a tool t-shirt. I'll be even happier. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's do a little noir except, you know, let's have Bruce listening to Schism while it's happening. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm actually excited for the soundtrack of this movie now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't think this variety this this goes to show you take variety with a grain of salt too because this is I I feel like this guy looked at the IMDb because the Justice League Two IMDb is still there and it still has the listing as if it's a thing that's happening, which we've I'm, had producers come out and say Justice League Two is not happening for quite a long time. Yeah. I mean that's one of those things that if it if it looks like something they're um, if it looks like something that they're going to be able to do and and get a better shot at and do well I think they're going to do it but if it if it looks like the solo films are doing well dude I wouldn't be surprised at this point if Warner Brothers just fully pivoted in, into an Aquaverse mm-hmm. and just kind of let the let the rest of the characters be little solo films and built out the Aquaman universe like it, they. They're gonna they're changing stream a little bit, and we're gonna see what hangs in. But dude, look at it. I'm just looking at this guy's uh, past articles and variety. This is not his specialty. I mean, he he's got a lot of articles about canceled TV shows. Uh, one article about some actors reacting to the college admission scandal. Um, some TV news roundups about what you know what's going to streams. Other articles about what's what shows are moving their taping to Anaheim. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't mean that to denigrate him. I mean he's clearly well employed and he's he's uh, got a lot got a lot, a lot of stuff he's trying to cover. 
Yeah, he might have phoned that part in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Prince George's birthday present is awesome. See the pics by Daniel Niston. <laughs> like, this is not a guy who's focused on our little corner of the world. No. So I would say, guys, it's, it's not, he didn't know. Just stop. Stop yeah. putting it in your headlines. It's not happening. Yeah, I think we can close the book on that one. That one's mm. that one's just a miss a miscue. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Shazam uh, box office has been updated. The tracking is uh, up to fifty million. Last I heard, uh, for opening weekend. Yep. Nice. It went from forty to forty-five, and now fifty. It's gonna make its money so. back on fucking Friday night. All, all it needs is two hundred thirty million worldwide to break even. Mm. Wait, two thirty million. Worldwide to break you. What was the budget on this movie? Thought it was, I thought the budget was like fifty. The budget's about eighty to ninety. Eighty ninety. Okay. Yeah. Talking about marketing and everything. What I've heard. Rest of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've actually been meaning to look this up. Now that they're doing early screenings, I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. if that if the early screening numbers count into opening weekend numbers. Feels like they should. Kind of. You know. Feels like they should. Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument but- against it would be the opening weekend matters because of what that movie is up against. At the time, mm-hmm. I would argue, you know what? No, in in spirit, the people who wanted to see it so much that they got the early screening tickets, like us, are. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. That's, yeah, that is a thing, by the way, guys. We yeah. we are seeing it. We will be reviewing it on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, um, psyched. Go get your tickets, and then you can listen to our show. Pretty psyched. I'm gonna have a wondrous day. We're gonna go to. The, we're gonna take the, uh, the the baby to the zoo on uh, at like nine o'clock on Saturday. Gross. <laughs> Come babies on. and animals. I don't care Ugh. what age you are. It's fun to see a giraffe. And uh, I've always hated the zoo. <laughs> I, 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 it's been probably 15 years since I've gone. But I'm like every parent who's ever done stuff like this. I'm like curious about like, will she react if I show her an elephant and be like, oh my God, that's big. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of want to see your eyes get wide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she might be a it's little a too experience. young for that. I she think might she, still be in the, I don't give I a shit. I think she but. is. I really do. I told my wife that, but also... It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, but if she does recognize it, I kind of want to be there for that. So I'm going to head enough. off, go to the zoo, probably take a nice little nap somewhere in the afternoon, meet you, watch watch what I expect to be an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. So um, David Sandberg, the director of Shazam, and Peter Safran, producer, mm-hmm. were a in an interview with comicbook.com, apparently. And I'm just saying I'm going to follow his Twitter account even after this movie's gone. I, I don't care if there's a Shazam 2 or not. That, that man's just amusing. Sandberg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you said that after I said Peter Safran, so. Yeah, Peter Safran, I don't know from Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a producer on uh, Aquaman. He's a producer on Shazam. Well, then I'm, I'm proud of him, but I don't know mm-hmm. him. <laughs> Not uh, named so on the radar. they have confirmed that they are planning on returning for a Shazam sequel already. I like it. Now they just have to see if anyone's going to actually pay them to do it, and we're in, we're in business. Yeah, uh, they were asked. They said, uh, absolutely. It's easy for me to say I'm on board, Saffron said. He looked at Sandberg said, what about you? Sandberg said, let's do it. Saffron said, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, Saffron said that um, they are, he says, listen, we don't know uh, about when exactly Black Adam is happening. He says, but I've got to believe that there's going to be a standalone Black Adam movie before there's ever a movie with Shazam and Black Adam sharing the screen. So that's not saying that there's not going to be a sequel before a Black Adam movie. That's just saying they probably won't. It will probably won't be Black Adam versus Shazam until after. Right. Which is fine. And last I heard, Dwayne Johnson was still into that that role. Oh yeah, he always acts really pumped about it. So, look, I mean, you see, you take a guy like that and give him a half decent story, and you you're gonna have a good film. You just are. Yeah. I mean, don't don't put him in the Scorpion King or some shit, but. Other than that, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna make a good movie, mm-hmm. but it, it it could be one of the more surprising rewards of uh, of getting to see characters that we never saw or we never thought we'd see is getting a like a good Black Adam movie, and there are plenty of good solo anti hero slash almost protagonist Black Adam stories you can play with, mm-hmm. and then get to see them kind of square off later. It, it it could be fantastic. Hell, I wouldn't I wouldn't even blame them if. They made that a buddy movie. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Get all cosmic with it and actually put them on the same side. Sure. Go for it. I'm in. You know, I won't lie. I would love for Shazam to uh, to tease. I want I want a tease for Mr. Mind. I don't want a tease for Black Adam. <laughs> I agree. 
it, it, I would love to see a uh, given. I'm I'm hoping this movie pays off, but from what I've seen, and given Sandberg's um, it just the the persona he puts he puts out there, I would love to see him tackle Mister Mind. Absolutely. And just as childlike as as uh, Levi wants to play it, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'd have some fun ideas. Let him in the room, man. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I oh right. I, I would really love to see it when you tell um Dwayne Johnson what your plan is. So okay, we're gonna bring you in as kind of an antihero. There's gonna be a bigger villain. Who is it? It's gonna be a guy named Mister Mine. Oh, okay, sounds cool. He's a caterpillar. <laughs> you want me and Zachary Levi, who's also six foot fourteen, to fight a caterpillar? You heard me. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dwayne Johnson would look at that situation and go, "This is so weird. I'm in." Probably. All right, so we got some good news this week. At least it was good news to me. I understand if you don't think it was good news, and uh, I'm sorry for your lack of joy. But, um... No shredding fight here. James Gunn is back to directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but sorry for the folks who thought, yay, that means he's not going to do Suicide Squad 2. Deadline says that Marvel Studios is allowing him to finish, to actually shoot and finish Suicide Squad 2. Or The Suicide Squad, because apparently we're not supposed to call it Suicide Squad 2. Peter Safran says it's a total reboot, though I don't really see how that's possible. But, uh, yeah, he's... We'll know more when we see casting, but even then. Mm -hmm. He's going to do both. He's got to do DC and Marvel. And it almost sounded like that was a stipulation of his. Yeah, that was, he said that he wouldn't come back unless they said that he could finish Suicide Squad, or The Suicide Squad for Warner Brothers before coming back. I'm excited. I agree to it. I'm perfectly excited about this. He was I the right the- guy for the Guardians movies. He proved Absolutely. it twice. I mean, some people didn't like him, but I, I you know, can't help everybody. He proved it twice that he was he was good at that. And then mm-hmm. for reasons that I do not believe held up personally, um, was let go. He was the right guy for the third movie. You weren't going to find anybody better for, for those. Uh, he fit it perfectly. I agree. I agree and with you 100%. When he moved over, like when Warner Brothers saw him, sitting there in the open field with nobody to play with, and they kicked him a ball. I thought, good job, guys. You finally got one. <laughs> it was perfect. And then they put him on this on the ensemble project exactly where he needs to be. They said, hey, we've got mm-hmm. a, a similar playground if you want to come over here. Here's the keys. You can go for it. I don't know why you give a six-year-old the keys, but whatever, in my metaphor. But it was perfect. It was it was great. And I, I you texted me or messaged me, whatever, and said uh, exactly what you just reported. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of thought to myself, he's got to be fucking with me. Yeah. Like, there's no way. There's no way we could get both of these things. <laughs> oh, my wife made fun of me for a solid seven or eight minutes because I completely thought that, like, we had missed an entire, like, half of a month. I was like, is it April 1st? <laughs> like, I legitimately wondered if this was April, if it was April Fool's Day. She was like, yeah, because like I, we've already been to see your grandmother for her birthday. We've already done all this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. All that stuff hasn't happened yet. It can't be April 1st. So I mean, I, I know you zone out at work pretty often, but that would be extreme. Like, we'd have to take you to see somebody. I would want, minimally, I would convince Bethany we need to go have someone scan your brain. Well, I mean, I just had a CAT scan, so. Oh, yeah, you're going to want an MRI for that. I'm going to want you to lay down in the tube and, stand <laughs> and sit still for I think it's less than 30 minutes now, but still. Uh-huh. And I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to get my wife involved and we're going to get you the good people at UAB. Okay. If you if you miss half a month. If you miss half a month, we're doing some stuff. No, this was even better. I I legitimately for just a second, just a fraction of a second, thought, well, I guess this this part of the day has been one of those dreams where you think you're going throughout your day. You know, that's mm-hmm. where you think you got dressed and you got on the bus and you were in like home period or whatever you call it at your school, that first 10 bullshit minutes where they give you announcements or if they had to and otherwise sent you to the actual place you were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, just a fraction of a second. I was like, well, I must be dreaming. Yeah, I would do that in college where I would be, I would get up, take a shower, get to get to class. And then about, you know, halfway through, I'm like, God, I need to pay attention. And I like look up and see like the, the teacher looking at me and he'd say something like, you need to wake up. And I would go, oh, no. Because <laughs> what you really know when you hear that is your brain is telling you, you are so late. You're mm-hmm. so late. You've got to get up right now. I mean, it has whatever you were trying to get to has begun and you're still laying naked in a bed. You've got to make this happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do that all the time, though. When, I, especially if I, if I am oversleeping, that is exactly what my brain does to me. It does it's not always as direct as that. It's more like I'll be dreaming about something pleasant or unpleasant, and in the middle of it could be in the middle of a nightmare, or in the middle of a, of a just a pleasant. Oh, what if I had all the money? Kind of dream, and somewhere in there, I'll be like, man, I have really been in this story for a while now. I'm pretty sure this story was supposed to end. Mm-hmm. Because even in my dream, I'll be like, yeah. Because remember, you at five o'clock, you woke up to pee. And you, you knew you only had another hour or so to sleep, and now you've been in this dream for what feels like about two years? Yeah, you need to get up, buddy. Oh, crap. Yep. All right, so... Squirrels. We got, we got James Gunn. He's directing Suicide Squad. Uh, the, the Suicide Squad. And <laughs> stumble of the over Galaxy that for two years. What? You're going to stumble over that title for, like, at least the next few months. Now, like I said, Peter Safran said, first of all, we don't call it Suicide Squad 2 because it's a total reboot. So it's the Suicide Squad, and I think people should be extremely excited about it. It's everything you would hope from a James Gunn script, and I think that says a lot, and that promises a lot. And I know that we will deliver a lot. Now, the problem with that is if it's a total reboot, well, there's no way there's no way it is if Margot Robbie is coming back. Still, it's not a total reboot. Still not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, but if she is coming back, it's not a total reboot. Uh, now, then talking to Metro.co.uk, Joel Kinnaman says he cannot confirm or deny it just yet. He says he is for sure down to return. He says it's all sort of in the works and we'll see. So we don't know. Joel Kinnaman may still be coming back. I, I'm I'm not quite seeing a total reboot here yet. Yeah. Um, now, a site called Discussing Film is claiming that Killer Frost is included in the lineup. That sounds fun. I, I can only hope. I believe I, I had her in my lineup. <laughs> And uh, Peter yeah. Safran is saying that, he says, you know what I love about James directing for both Marvel and DC? Is he has always espoused the view that that which, did not, uh, that which unites comic book and superhero lovers is much greater than that which divides us. Because there's always been this Marvel-DC rivalry, which he has said, and I agree, is absurd. There's room for everybody, and certainly that which unites us all is far greater than that which divides us. So hopefully they'll see that you could be both a Marvel and a DC fan and the world won't spin off its axis. And uh, it, it, along the same theme, we just had Brie Larson answer a question, as she has several times before, about who her favorite female superhero is, and it's Wonder Woman. So no again, conflict here. Uh, again, I will uh, beg you, to beg you people to see the world through your better better angel's eyes <laughs> and uh, stop fueling this insipid rivalry. Yeah. It's a useless right. war. But, you know, we all know that. Mm-hmm. It does It does make me want to burn down 20 sub days, but just have to just have to hop off, find something to do mm-hmm. with my hands for a little while. Yep. Um, so... Matt Reeves has answered a question. They asked when uh, the Batman should be. Someone on Twitter asked when it should be uh, in production. He says looking like sometime around year's end. Reasonable. And uh, mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Yeah. And someone asked if uh, there was going to be uh, any kind of, because of all the noir stuff, they asked if Chinatown was going to be an inspiration. Uh, the Roman Polanski film. Which is a thing that I, I know. I know it's a sin against humanity. I haven't seen it. It's always been on my list, but I haven't done it. I'm going to have to look at that and see what's going on because he says yes. I, he I, says, I will second you on that, though. Never have gotten around to it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He said he watched. He, he said, I watched it at Warner Brothers before writing, uh, and he's he watched it for the millionth time. What a great movie. So it's absolute, absolutely an inspiration for the Batman and I want to I want to check that out and see what's what what he's thinking. Yeah. All right, and it, like I said, discussing film, same site from earlier said that they they they're hearing rumors that the Batman is going to be set in the 90s. Makes complete sense to me. Uh works for the recast. Uh probably means they're going to be able to recast Gordon and and uh Alfred, which JK Simmons is saying he want he really he wants to come back as Gordon. He says, uh, it was great. I didn't put it down as, as news, but he was like, I mean, I'm not sitting at home waiting for it to happen or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that man so much. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> He's a great Eminem. <laughs> He's a great everything. Yeah. Yeah. Never been displeased by an appearance from him. Uh, James McAvoy, another good Eminem. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he was an actually an actual Eminem like J.K. But mm. uh, McAvoy says he would he would like to play the Riddler. Yeah, I saw that. No problem with that whatsoever. Let's do no. that. Sign him up. <laughs> I agree. Sign him up. I love James McAvoy. Yeah, he could. Of course, I said James I said McAvoy could thing. play any villain he wants, and I will I will sign off on it. You, you oh, could yeah. literally let him pick it: Scarecrow, Joker, Riddler, Penguin, anything. Like at least anything McAvoy, in Gotham for sure. McAvoy is so fun though. Like I was, we were just talking about over on the Star Trek Universe podcast because they have that new uh, Picard series that's coming up. And James McAvoy's in this in this interview, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've already put it out there. If they if they need a young Picard for any reason, I'm down. I'm I've already played young Patrick Stewart in X Men. I'll do it yeah. here too. Well, he played it very well. <laughs> like, like somehow embodied the class of Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart. Yep. I think he should get to spell his name Tiny Caps Tiny Caps Sir minimally. <laughs> they should just go ahead and knight him." Just knight him, or at least give him a tiny version, like mm-hmm. on the backside of Picard. The um, you know, it'd be crazy. Uh, let him play like the ventrilo ventriloquist or something. Mm-hmm. Just something weird or calculator or something. Anything. I genuinely believe mm-hmm. you could give him any character in in, in Batman's gallery, and I and he would knock it out of the damn park. He would, but if it's James McAvoy. If he wants the Riddler, I'd give him the Riddler. Oh yeah. I mean, it means he's already got ideas. He's been thinking mm-hmm. about this. I wonder if he just called an episode of Gotham and thought, oh, that's a good take, but mm, you know what I would do? <laughs> no, I don't. I'll film it, though. Gladly well, no, film it. He literally said, I always liked Riddler when I was growing up. Oh, even better. He's got a background. Mm-hmm. He's got a background. That's cool. All right, so we're going to pop over to TV news real Fitting. quick. There's not a, a huge a huge amount, but um, we'll stretch it out. Um, <laughs> we'll squirrel it. <laughs> Uh, we we talked about this on Twitter, and I think people didn't really get my point. But um, John Cryer was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast inside of you. Good episode. And he was talking to. I imagine it was, and he was talking about his stint as Lex Luthor on Supergirl, and he says DC is only letting us have him for three episodes, so we're trying to make it into a big deal. My question on Twitter was, why do we think WB is being so stingy with Lex Luthor? And I got answers ranging, and none of them seemed to to get what I was getting at. What I was getting at is, what the hell else are they working on with Lex Luthor that they're like, you can only have him for three episodes? Because you know that he did, they don't like to duplicate characters in into different properties. Yeah. Um, and since we don't know exactly what's happening... I mean, look, we. Uh, it could be. Uh, I saw one guy say it could be Man of Steel two, um, or thought I was implying that. I was actually thinking more along the lines of Titans because uh, you have Luthor clone uh, Connell coming on. I can't remember uh, who we Titans. did have. Somebody suggest it was Titans. Well, we we did have somebody yeah, right back in. in well, maybe <laughs> somebody said it was Titans. I, I should have written down names. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, somebody said Titans. Somebody said uh, Tyler Hoechlin. However you say it. Oh um, yeah, the Tyler Hoechlin series. Hoechlin. I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're. I don't think that's the thing right now. It 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 was a rumor, and I'll give it. The, I will give it this for credit. It was a rumor, and it was a rumor around the time that somebody said Arrow and Supergirl are going to end. Which conflicted mm-hmm. the fact that we knew that Arrow and Supergirl had been renewed, and now Arrow yeah. has been given a shortened, uh, you know, shortened season eight, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not impossible that Supergirl might follow the same route, and you know what? It's it's all plausible, is what I'm saying. And I, you know, I unapologetically, I unapologetically say, if they end Supergirl, no love lost. That show has not been great. Um, I've loved it more. I've liked it more recently. Really, it I'm, has I'm gone. Few, it, two or three it's behind. gone up and down on me. It's but, gone up um, and down on me, but uh, we'll get to that when we do the review for the season. Yeah, and you know, a couple of our friends said, you know, they they kind of glommed onto the stingy word, and oh, we don't think they're being stingy. Blah blah blah. I'm not mad about that because I'm I'm I grew up in a day when what I got excited about was Val Kilmer saying Metropolis and Batman Forever. I'm mm. not. I'm not bemoaning the fact that there's only three episodes of Lex Luthor here. <laughs> um, I'm just I do, I curious. Do, I gotta give him this though. Just a quick one to reply to Travis Hines. I, I also like mm-hmm. his take. 
except for like the one thing you and I were complaining about. Or you were you were complaining about the uh, the line about like I was supposed to be the man of tomorrow. I, I didn't I didn't love that one line. Other than that, I really like I kind of enjoyed the performance. Um, I didn't mind necessarily. Uh, I didn't mind necessarily. I was supposed to be the man of tomorrow. I thought that was okay. What I was what I thought was done was the Superman made me do it. That was stupid. See, that and was... they haven't really addressed that completely. Like that that's still <laughs> pending. Um, but but you know. From what I've seen uh, of Cryer as as Luthor, it's a take, but I don't care for it. Not completely. But that is uh, part and parcel to how Supergirl handles pretty much every character for me. Uh, not every character, but and it's not a blanket statement here. So I'm not really upset about that. I'm just wondering what else have they got Lex Luthor queued up for? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm asking? Like, are oh, yeah, they, sure. they going to announce the, the Man of Tomorrow, Man of Steel 2, whatever? The first thing that hit me when I when I heard that was, one, okay, well, I don't think we knew how many episodes Luthor was going to be around. Uh, so, mm-hmm. for me, that was the first part of like, oh, yeah, well, now we have an episode count. We know the story arc. Okay. That's, right. That's something. That's news in the sense that it is new. Mm-hmm. But the other one was, he said, DC is letting us have. Right. It was very, it was very specific wording. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe fully that they mean that. Like it, during the Diane Nelson era, we thought it was Diane because um, a lot of the <laughs> she was in charge of a lot of the press releases that said something along the lines of we we think it'll be a little confusing for characters to be in two places at once. I still think that's in their heads. Like I, I mm-hmm. think I honestly think in the and it may be it may be changing with Hamada because a lot of things are changing. But I think in the old mindset, and I think it's carrying over a little bit. So far, uh, if a character was really established in one place and they used it in another in another place, it would be weird. And the only part about that confused me was like the Warner Brothers executive team w- was really old school about there's TV and there's movies and movies are better and TV's TV. What are we talking about here? You know, the old, you know, plays golf every Sunday kind of guy, you know, it mm-hmm. that was the mindset. And it is a it's. That's it's not just Warner Brothers. That's a thing in Hollywood. It still is. Like people are just now getting around to the idea that TV is on par with. And to me, it always has been. TV is a little bit on par quality wise with movies, and and then maybe the streaming thing coming in is. And like, there's an old guard that's kind of going, especially with streaming, going, "Oh shit, we've got a lot of stuff to compete with. I didn't see this coming." And a lot of young people are kind of saying, "Yeah, we tried to tell you over and over again. <laughs> like you can." do legitimate media in all of these forms. Why were you not paying attention? But Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of old guard playing on it. And there was a little bit of just, I think, you know, the average Warner Brothers executive has had, has done a lot of things and they've done it at an A plus level their entire lives. And one of those things is not read comics. Mm -hmm. Like that we do that. And we're the people who do not have that job. We have focused on entirely different things in our lives. So, (laughs) When they don't understand how the comics can work and that you can have characters literally in the same storyline in four or five different books that week. Mm-hmm. For us, that's weird. We think, come on, how do you not How do you not know how this works? There's multiple yeah. things going on. There's multiple universes. It's, it's, it's all fine. For them, they think, why is he doing this at the same time he's doing this? And it's confusing. It's it's a very like general audience kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. And it has it's gotten in the way. It's really gotten in the way. And apparently... It's still there to some extent. Diane Nelson, bless her heart, whatever whatever it is that happened that made her have to leave that job, um, was not apparently the problem. It's still there. We're still dealing with yeah. it. And like you said, whatever it means, it, it means that DC's doing something with Luther. I'm telling you right now, were I in charge, Superman would have an animated series. Superman would have a TV show. Superman would have a movie. He'd have, we'd do a, a, an audio drama podcast of Superman. <laughs> Like he that would be, be syndicated out to whatever, place, right? Whatever radio station wanted to pick it up would get it as well. Because um. <laughs> somebody pointed out recently, there was this idea that there was going to be comic book movie fatigue, and uh-huh. no, I mean I forget who this was. I really wish I could credit. I saw it on Twitter. That's all I remember. But somebody said like, yeah, so Captain Marvel's on track to make a billion. Shazam's on track to to get at least close to it. Um. And Avengers is about to gobble up probably two and a half billion dollars. We're twenty, mm-hmm. like we're a good, including the Nolan movies, fifteen years into this, and it 
it's still making all the money. Like there, there's no fatigue for the average yeah. person. Every few months, they sit down for two hours and watch a thing and enjoy it and never and talk about it around the water, water cooler. They don't do what we do. For them, it's like six hours a year, maybe eight or nine hours a year. They commit to this one little thing and they love it and they keep spending their money on it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's something to talk about that a lot of people are doing. It there's no fatigue. You can go. You you can oh, no. Shut shut your whore mouth with that. <laughs> The mouth that you whore with? Yeah. All right. Whoring out these terrible ideas. So, yeah, that was my only point is that I I was being hyperbolic with the word stingy. I'm just wondering what else have they got Lex Luthor queued up for? Yeah, I think Uh, it's a real question. It'll come to bear. Yeah. Over on uh, Titans, they have cast Jericho. Uh, Chella Mann has been cast as Joseph Wilson also known as Jericho, for the show's upcoming second season. Son of the infamous DC villain Deathstroke, Joseph Wilson is the titan known as Jericho, mute after his father failed to rescue him from having his vocal cords severed by assassins. Jericho has the unique ability to possess anyone just by making eye contact. This gentle-natured yet proud hero has proven himself a formidable titan. Uh, He was an important part of the Marvel Wolfman uh, George Perez era in New Teen Titans. Also a significant player in the current Deathstroke series from Christopher Priest. Um, now, Chella Mann is uh, apparently best known as a model and a YouTube personality. Um, yeah, I've got nothing. He was born with progressive hearing loss. He uses a cochlear impi- implant to hear and uh, is transgendered. Oh, all right. So, I don't know. He's pretty big on YouTube and Instagram. Never heard of him before in my life, but... Um like I said, with his dad in this series, <laughs> never, yeah. heard of, never heard of him before either. And he looks fine. Looks like the part. Let's do this. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I will. It, it does lend more credibility though to the, uh, it's usually that hashtag show. Was it them that, that had the, the casting call and it, it kind of had like, yeah, God, that's kind of mute. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's Jericho. Mm-hmm. They're casting yeah. Jericho. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, this kind of went viral a couple nights ago. And this not a real consequence, but it was kind of fun. Uh, Serena Williams joined DC Universe and announced it on Twitter. Like, and I don't mean in a role. I mean the tennis player <laughs> Serena Williams signed up for watching to DC drop Universe seven ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes me so happy that she's that excited about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great though. And um, finally, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The release date and details have been revealed. Produced by Warner Brothers Animation, Nickelodeon, and DC, the film arrives from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment on digital starting May 14th, 2019, and on 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack and Blu-ray Combo Pack on June 4th, 2019. So somewhere in there, we're going to watch the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a couple of childhood loves combined. I can't. Indeed. Yeah, I got to be there for that. Indeed. So, um, like, I know we're I know we're behind on the regular series of movies. Uh, we are the the animated stuff, and we're gonna fix that at some point. We, yeah, we should. But, All right. So uh, we're gonna we sign off on DC on screen. To do for Patreon. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Still got a little something on. for Patreon. Yeah. All uh, right. So um, thank you guys for listening. Patreon.com slash dc on screen if you want to hear the conversation that uh, we just had that uh, we cut out wink <laughs> and uh we're about to record something else for patreon so um well tell them what uh we're just going to talk tell a little bit people. about we're going to talk a little bit since the disney fox merger is is complete we're going to conject a bit about mm-hmm. uh how they might be bringing in x-men and uh, fantastic four into the canon and making that work. We're going we're gonna to go play in another sandbox. We're going to go play in another sandbox. You're going to hear... An ex- you, there will be probably a couple episodes coming pretty soon. One, a, a kind of a deep dive into some Ghostbuster shit. And then... Uh, <laughs> and then uh, mm-hmm, the thing mm-hmm. about the Fox Disney merger. So... Yeah. Um, and- but none of the boring legal stuff. We're actually going to talk about like theoretical stuff that they might be doing. Yeah. We've covered the boring legal stuff accidentally here, to, here and there. Yeah, here and there. Here's the boring legal stuff. That part's over. Mm-hmm. They own all the IPs again. All is right in the universe. 
And uh, Ray from uh, Fans Without Borders is absolutely right. It would have been worse if Comcast got it. <laughs> so stop belly aching about the monopoly. And Somebody's also, as he points it. out, also as he points out, you should have been angrier at the AT and T Warner Brothers merger if that was your issue. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a much bigger red flag that everyone missed because they were saying, Disney's going to own everything. Shut up. No, the, the, everyone was, it, it finally triggered people because they were like, oh God, all the uh, all the properties are going to be in the same hands. I was more worried about, no, the distribution doesn't need to be in the same hands. That's what you need to worry about. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We're here anyway. So yeah, we're going to have a little fun over on Patreon. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Even if you're not a, a patron. And, uh, but if you, if you are, we love you even more. We have favorite children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's terrible. It is. I shouldn't say that. I secretly disapproved. And then I was really happy to hear you disapprove of yourself. And I was like, I'm proud now. (laughs) But I'm also a petty man. He's learning. He's being, he's becoming a better person right before our eyes. I'm also a petty man and I'm just not going to change. So I have favorite children. (laughs) You guys better pray and never actually have children. Like, mm, yes, Lionel, he likes football. But Jacob, he prefers the comic books. I I have a I'm, favorite. I'm almost, yeah, you just need one. So you can you can have like isolated feelings about it and deal with those feelings. You don't need to have like one where you can offset them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty happy just, with one at the moment. And just sort of hover over my child. Your interest in sports displeases me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't helicopter hobby him. Don't. <laughs> I, I'm 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 hoping if if they if if Evelyn rejects all that I care for at some point mm-hmm. I'm like oh okay soccer I guess all right well I guess I'm gonna learn how soccer works we're gonna be bored for ninety minutes at a time in my future on Saturday mornings at seven thirty for no goddamn good reason you could schedule these things later what the hell <laughs> but with any luck it works out I'm gonna end this show for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Bounce out. Or not Bounce really for out. his sake. He doesn't really care, I don't think. But uh, for my sake and, our, and your sake and the dear listener's sake. Mm-hmm. Until next time, which will be the Shazam spoiler-filled review. We'll do a spoiler-less, mm-hmm. non-spoiler segment, and then we'll get into spoilers. But we're going to do a review for Shazam, and um, that'll be coming up on Saturday, probably Sunday night. Well, maybe Saturday night. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we love you. Keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery. 
Together we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.